Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. On today's episode, we're going to tackle a really important topic, and that is building confidence as a coach. Noelle, good morning. Good morning. Noelle is at her parents' house and uh, surrounded by cuckoo clocks. <laughs> I am. I mean, my parents, <laughs> yes. People listening to this probably don't even know what a cuckoo clock is. A cuckoo clock is a clock where there's a little bird that comes out and does uh, an imitation of a cuckoo every time it chimes on the hour. And so I, it is dismantled. Cuckoo clock is dismantled for the benefit of our audience. So um, do you think cuckoo clocks is a 60s thing? Because they, they were around in the 80s, but I think they were fading in the 80s because I remember them like, like, like in the background when I was a kid. I think this one is probably an heirloom of some sort. It looks like it was carved in Scandinavia and it's very ornate and there's all sorts of little gadgets and gizmos that were all yeah. exciting. Yeah, it's so analog. It's interesting. Someone had the idea of having a bird coming out and, uh, um, you know, cuckooing every hour on the hour and they thought it wouldn't be annoying. Exactly. But, you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> and and here we are today. <laughs> you right. have parrots, I have cuckoos. Yes. We're, we're in bird land. Yes. Let's talk about confidence as a coach, a big topic. This is, this is a big topic and I want to just grant permission for everyone listening to be exactly where they're at, because confidence is something that comes and goes. And then as we each progress through the different stages of life and we're each faced with opportunities to level up, we have to start all over again with whatever skill set we're developing. So wherever you're at is perfectly fine and welcome to the conversation. Yes, confidence is a muscle that you build. It is. And when we're looking at this through the lens of coaching, it's so interesting because this, this comes up and it's one of the, it's another one of those issues that coaches experience it, clients experience it. And as far as hearing from managers and other external corporate clients, it's something that everybody wants others to have. I hear this often. I would like my employees to have more confidence. Mm -hmm. The question that I always ask is, okay, so what are the conditions for confidence to be built and are they present in your environment? Mm, so focusing more on um, how to grow confidence, uh, you know, by, by, your, by uh, having the, the right environment, the right kind of space, instead of this idea of, you know, um, forcing yourself to be more confident. I think one of the misconceptions is people think that they can, you know, if they read enough books or take enough courses, that confidence is going to be built in or it's going to come. And I don't think that's true. Yeah, no. And it's not something that can be done through toxic individualism either. Um, confidence has a really specific set of psychological ingredients that can be fostered internally and externally that can be fostered by a person, can be fostered by a team, by a family, by a couple. And it's um, important to kind of 
you know, unpack those ingredients and understand the different ways in which we can manipulate them to give ourselves what we need to bake our cake, our confidence cake. As a coach, what do you think it takes to uh, start to build confidence, start to uh, exercise that muscle? I can tell you exactly what it takes based on the literature. We don't have to take my word for it, which is another cool part of the science of coaching and positive psychology. All of this stuff has been researched and quantified. And so, you know, when we say to someone, oh, just be more confident, Mm -hmm. that's a really faulty assumption. So let's break it down. There are three really specific ingredients that go into building optimism. So whether you're looking at this through the lens of a work environment, a home environment, or your individual experience, they are optimism, extrovertism, and self-efficacy. Yeah. Let's go through each one. So first optimism. Optimism. Yeah. So think about that, John, how would you how would you say you might be able to either for yourself or for your home environment or for the team that you work with, bring optimism into the picture? I think for me, uh, it's being aware of when I dip, when I'm pessimistic, um, when I have doubts, um, when I'm, you know, injecting false beliefs and other parts of uh, my story, bringing that to this table instead of um, injecting hope, instead of, uh, you know, believing and trusting in uh, whatever I'm building or whoever I'm working with, you know, all of that. So, so aware, awareness, awareness of when I'm defaulting to um, the other side, the pessimism. I love that. I love that. And awareness is indeed, especially in the world of coaching, the key to everything. So if you're a young coach starting out and you might be experiencing feelings that sit opposed to optimism, that's great to build your self-awareness muscle and simply say, I don't want to feel this way anymore. Let's see if I can reframe and change my perspective and believe that there is no reason that I can't experience a positive outcome, whatever it is. And I think that's an important data set to explore. So when you're faced with a problem or a dilemma, or you feel poorly about yourself, or you have an expectation that things aren't going to go your way, you actually have a 50-50 shot that things are going to go your way and that everything is going to turn out just excellently. Yeah, it's a lot of um, the our distorted thinking. It's a lot of our, you know, future tripping and, and you know, all, all, the, all our cognitive distortions that get in the way of, I think, um, really practicing optimism. Yeah. And optimism, similar to extrovertism, is one of those things that you can 100% fake it till you make it. And if you're in a position where you need to fake it till you make it, one of the things that you need to know is that it takes 10 to 20 seconds of sustained focus on a positive thought or emotion before you really can get those cognitive juices swirling. Mm. So taking the time to think about someone you love, um, taking the time to think about a positive future, looking at the sky, the sunset, a joke, a memory that makes you laugh, hold that for 10 to 20 seconds and it will do the trick. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even think that's faking it. I think that's, um, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. uh, Just new perspective, new lenses, uh, reframing. I mean, it's actually 
um, training yourself to be optimistic, I think. Indeed. I see it as brain hacking. Mm. Yeah. And, and some people like me uh, are just naturally optimistic humans. I was born that way. Um, I've always been that way. And it's, it's something that I enjoy and has probably contributed to my success. Um, and also folks that don't have that natural inclination can use the science of positive psychology to develop that experience. Okay. Let's talk about extroversion. What is that? Yes. So extroversion has to do with the energy that's created by interacting with others, joining groups and having positive experiences in that context. Now, coming out of the pandemic, this is a little bit tricky for everyone. We are all fundamentally out of practice with hanging out with people outside of our home. What has um, reentry been like for you, John? Uh, it's been a, a slow, it's been slow and gradual. And uh, one of the things that I missed uh, when we were uh, during lockdown was um, working out, not not able to go uh, to a community in person and take a class. Instead, I was stuck at home with um, dumbbells and, and I, it just wasn't the same. And I think it's because of this piece, the uh, the group or other people or support, you know, a community um, helping you and lifting you up that that piece, I think, is um, that that was a big part of my my fitness that I missed during the uh, lockdown of the pandemic. Oh, yeah, me too. And I, I started to question myself. I started to say, I remember saying to a friend, you know, maybe I'm not actually an extroverted person. Maybe I'm I've changed. Maybe I'm more of an introvert. And I remember when I first started leaving the house again and going to places where there were groups of people, I'm by definition, a naturally extroverted, optimistic, and confident person. I'm mm. lucky as hell to have those ingredients just in my makeup. And I was really spooked. I had a hard time. I remember looking around and kind of like ducking a little bit. And then what happened was the energy of being around people became so intoxicating. I probably saw 15 concerts in a row. Um, <laughs> and I just, and I just kept going because I couldn't get enough of the energy and interacting with others. I missed it so much. Um, this reminds me of that saying that, uh, you're the accumulation of the five people you surround yourself with. I know, um, Tim Ferriss is, is a big believer in this. Uh, yeah. And if those five people, are you know positive and uplifting and optimistic all of that is con contagious and i think you will um they can carry you on the days that you feel low and if those five people are negative and discouraging and competitive and you know um pushing you down uh it's going to be very hard to to be the one that's optimistic in that oh yeah and so this is another space where we can use the science to curate our experience and even folks who are truly naturally introverted can, by forcing themselves to join groups in positive ways and sustain positive interactions with others, get the very same cognitive benefits that drive us to experience confidence. Yeah. And accountability. And accountability. Absolutely. Optimism training is a, a well-known and very effective technique 
for wading into these waters. And so mm-hmm. if you're listening and you really want to know how to do this, check out optimism training and dive into extrovertism and building that optimistic muscle. So, you know, all of these things are foundational and, and then we move into the major player for confidence, which is dun, dun, dun. I don't have my sound effects anymore, John self-efficacy. This is the, why is this the most important piece? Self-efficacy is the most important piece because it's where the rubber meets the road. Um, Experiences of confidence, experiences of extrovertism live in the forest of our interior, but self-efficacy is built on real world experiences where Mm. you must take action steps and push out into the world to do something and prove to yourself that you are capable of learning, trying new things, um, having a new experience, making a new friend, whatever it is. These are the little tiny, small steps that make a journey of a lifetime. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with uh, you hundred percent. I think it's through the experience, uh, experiencing something new and then convincing your body that this is possible, that you've made it this far, or you did something different, or you, you know, loved in a healthy way, whatever it is, um, it, it kind of, the experience takes you out of your head and and, and then it, it brings you into like real life. And I think that's what's convincing. It is. And, and just as, you know, using a, a fitness metaphor, me and box jumps, mm-hmm. um, you ultimately build muscle memory whether that's emotional, physical, relational, and you learn to trust that you can move through this world. And I think this is why, um, you know, the whole thing that I, I uh, have uh, been doing, which is kind of build a bus while driving it, it helps me move into experience faster. So I don't allow myself to get afraid and then not do. Yes. And dear listeners, John has been putting me through this for the last 10 years. (laughs) And I can report from the front lines that it is terrifying and effective. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is uh, uh, you have to also practice self-compassion and leniency and um, not be a self-critic when you are out doing things, you know, without the answers. Um, you know, allowing yourself to not be a perfectionist and just, you know, just go do it. Uh, because if you, if you're not compassionate and, and if you're not giving yourself space and room to, uh, mess up and fall, uh, then it could also be, become dangerous because you can internalize, uh, anything that you quote unquote failed at and then think that you can't. And then now you're stuck again, you know? Yeah. And, and what we're describing the process of, you know, building the bus while you're driving it, taking risks, pushing out of your comfort zone, gaining that real world experience. This is the process of coaching. And so when you do this with a trusted companion, whether that companion is your best friend, your partner, your coach, the back and forth, the two-step of experimentation and reflection is what ultimately leads to that self-trust. Yeah. If you're listening to this and these three things make sense and you may be good at actually helping people with optimism and self-efficacy and uh, extroversion and all of that, then life coaching may be right up your alley. True? Yes. And come talk to us because this is one of the things that 
you hit on in coach training and you learn how to number one, harness these things for yourself foundationally. And then number two, help others, which is why we're all here. Yeah. Noel, thank you for helping us pull the curtain back behind uh, confidence, dissecting confidence, and also um, unplugging the, the, the cuckoo clocks. <laughs> Always. Right. Thank you for listening. Be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training, and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash everything.